All right, so first things first, you're going to notice we got a different background right now, and there's a big reason for this. we got the studio being 100% completely revamped. We're getting all the walls painted. We're getting acoustic panels in there, right? Originally, this room that we have been using was just kind of an extra room that we had kicking around the office that I kind of transformed into a studio, but we're actually going for real on this. So be looking out for that coming soon. In the studio today, and before we get into who's in the studio today, I do need to tell you guys, the numbers that we're seeing are awesome. Super, super grateful for the for the follows, for the likes, for the comments, for all of the love that you guys have shown this show so far. But I got to ask you guys to like the channel, subscribe to the channel. I am shocked. I am blown away at the amount of people that are interacting and seeing our content but are not subscribed. It's like an 80-20. Like, and we, use that we use that fraction on the show a ton. I don't want to use it for the subscribers that we have that are watching versus those that are not subscribed and watching. So let's try to change those ratios just a little bit. Now, on to today's guest. We got Dalton Savage here, and this is an individual who I had no idea who he was when he came to us. He was a referral from Jen Yo who said, hey, this is one of my top dudes. You got to get him on the show ASAP. And, and he came in and absolutely brought it. Dalton is kind of an interesting dude where he is still highly in production, but he's also in in uh, he's uh, he's a team lead as well which is really kind of pushing his train of thought right now and you can see as we kind of go through the episode and we get to know each other a little bit more you can see that Dalton's in that stage where I would say a lot of agents either burn out and get out of the industry because they don't want to be in here anymore or they go absolutely supernova and if I had to put my money on it I would say that Dalton Savage is about to absolutely go supernova so if you're looking for an agent right now probably a good person to reach out to Take a listen to this episode and let me know what you guys think down below. Dalton Savage. If you're watching this, let's like and subscribe. Help the boys out just a little bit. It does go a long way, right? It, it does. I Man, I can't tell you how many times I've connected with with coaches or teachers or, you know, it, 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 that content creation is something that it's always in the back of my mind. I need to be doing this for my team. I need to find a way to implement some kind of content creation it provides value for my agents it provides value for my clients but it's it's one of those things ultimately that i just have to find a way to outsource it because i'm not creative right hey, good news as, I, got, I got an option <laughs> for you as, as as much as i want to pretend that i can be creative and come up with it i i just can't yeah and i think i i was feeling the same thing about a year ago which is when we started to make our first hire for the mad cash media stuff okay and originally the content creation was not meant to take off and be its own separate thing like it has kind of yeah become right it's kind of evolved past just like me hiring my own content creator to help me with my own stuff yeah and now because there's a whole bunch i was in your exact same shoes and what i have found is that oftentimes it's the top producers there and that's in that boat the people that are are crushing a certain industry the people that are absolutely dominating and doing really really well with what they're doing the people that have the content they just don't have the creation side of it yeah and if i can plug in that creation side of it, it it helps their brands but like for us the people that we're choosing to work with and the people that we want to work with continually yeah. are the people that have that brand they just don't have the ability to show it off right that makes sense yeah yeah it's it dude it's an art it's an art and the, i i think the other hard thing too is you know as a team leader um i kind of get those blinders on sometimes yeah. right and Content's a long-term play, I feel like. Would that be... Yeah, I think content assessment? is a long-term play because it's... I, when I first got into it, the, the question that I kept asking myself, just like you, right? When you're growing your business and when you're building your business, what you're trying to ask yourself is, okay, if I put $1 in, how long until I get $1 out? Exactly. And, and, and so that was kind of the stuff that I was trying to look for was like, okay... If I can, if I can look and say, okay, I spent X amount on content creation this month yep. and I generated this many leads, it was a success. Yep. 
content creation is completely different than that. And that's because content creation is personal branding. Right. Content creation is not lead gen. Content creation is personal branding. Totally. The difference between personal branding and advertising, and this is all stuff that I've learned in the last six months, I would say, right? This is all right. brand new for me. But the difference between content creation and person, or sorry, personal branding and advertising is advertising works really, really well. Generating Facebook leads through spending money on ads works really, really well to an extent. Sure. But then as soon as that money you spent on ads is done, yep. it's gone and yep. you're never going to see it again. Yep. As soon as you stop spending money on a billboard, it's done. You'll never see it again. As soon as you're done paying for print, it's gone. You'll never see it again. But content creation, right? Let me see that phone again real quick, Jonah. Sorry, I just want to do something really quick. Let's just see. So like, for example, let's just pull up TikToks. So since we've been sitting down, we are five minutes in. I've had, let's see, 57 likes just on stuff since we've been saying, so like, and about 2000 views on different things, right? Just yeah. different pieces of content from this podcast. So that's the difference here. I'm gonna throw this back it's to you one last time. That's the difference between personal branding yep. through content creation and advertisement is that personal branding doesn't stop working for you. I've always said pers or branding is advertising that keeps on giving. And it doesn't stop. Yep, yep. And that's that's what I think is, is and more than that, Personal branding, I think, is going to be more important as the years go on. And, totally. and and I think it's because people like our generation, you don't necessarily care how many five stars review star, five star reviews somebody has on something anymore. Yep. That's our parents' generation. I call our parents' generation <laughs> the five star reviewers. Yeah. Because they're the ones and I think it's because of what they were taught by their parents, yep. which was don't you never buy anything on the internet ever. Yep. And then our parents kind of took that a step further and they said, Okay, well, you never buy anything on the internet unless they have five unless stars they have five stars now people like sense. you don't care but if you see a product on social media and you see how it's interacting and you see how a real estate agent is using it in their everyday life you're sold yeah if you see how it makes your life better you don't necessarily care how many reviews something got totally right yeah, ab absolutely 100 percent um it's it's super funny that you mentioned that actually i've you know i i, I always used to look at people i feel like and i I'd look at them and I'd say, God, that person's at a point in their career where they need, they need to hire a coach. They need some, I, I feel like everybody hits a point in your career where maybe you plateau a little bit or, you know, it, from the outside, it's easy to look in and say, Hey, there's some things they could change and they'd really take it to the next level. And I feel like that's the benefit of a coach. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, there, there's a lot going on in the market right now. Obviously things are, things are shifting. Um, and so it's, it's got me stepping back, reevaluating. Right. And, I, I'm thinking to myself, man, am I, am I at that point where I, I can always look at others. Right. And I, I have a point and I'm going to get back to your, your, <laughs> your reviews. Um, and so I start thinking to myself, well, maybe it's time to hire a coach. Maybe, maybe it's time. I just, oh, I, I just hate researching and reading reviews. Like I want to hear from actual people that are using We have the one program. coming on the show on Friday. Do Friday's I? episode is okay. Friday's episode is going to be an all timer. Okay. It's uh, it was a banger. It was, Dude, it was awesome. insane. It was crazy. Yeah. That, that's going to be see and that, but that's something that that's something that I feel like agents need because I, I softly started looking for coaches. Um, what made you want to do that? Do you feel like you hit that own plateau in your life? I do. Yeah, I, I do. I feel like I'm, it's what did you look for? Because a lot of people struggle to admit that they've hit that. Um, 
and I think that that's where a lot of people stop it. And, and a plateau, plateau is kind of a strong word because you're doing really, really well professionally. Sure. Right. So it's not like you got to like a medium point, like you got to a really, really high level and then plateaued, but you're wanting more. Yeah. And I, I I've always had a, an entrepreneurial spirit, right? It's, I, I recognize it's, there is value in stepping back and, and there's, there's days where I'll literally say to myself, okay, if I, if I think to myself five years ago when I'm just wrapping up my real estate class, if I could look forward and see myself here today, I would be stoked, right? I'm not going to be sitting there thinking, okay, I've plateaued. What do I need to do? Um, and, and I think it's important to take that perspective of I, it, it's gone probably better than I expected, truth be told. Um, but I think you get into it and as you learn more and more, you learn that you're capable of more. Um, and so like for me, the, the, I, I just feel like there's so many places where it, I don't know what the next step is. Right. Um, it, it's like, what's the next step? How do I scale this? How do I make it bigger? Um, what I, I love what you said, cause you said you have the entrepreneurial spirit. And I think the entrepreneurial spirit is I'm, I know that I need to take that next step and I'm just going to start taking it. I think when you take your game to that next level is when you say, okay, I'm going to go find somebody that's taking that step before exactly. I'm taking that step either way. That step is going to be taken. I just want to do it correctly instead of fumbling around three or four different ways to figure it out and make it exactly. correct. 100%. It's, it's interesting before I got into real estate, I was me and a business partner owned a web design and online marketing company. And we built a, we built a website for a, a guy that ran a large coaching network. Um, and he, he put it really well and it's always kind of stuck with me. He said, you can get by without a coach. Right. Um, but, but think of it as it was a really weird analogy, but bear with me. He said, think of it as a, a box over your head. Right. And without a coach, you're trying to figure out how to get that box off. You can probably figure it out, right? If At some point, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get it off your head for sure. Yeah, but if you have somebody standing on the outside, they can see things that maybe you can't, and they can talk you through it. They can answer your questions. They can be a sounding board. Um, you're gonna get there a lot faster. Why do you think more people don't hire a coach, dude? It's expensive. It's expensive. Um, it's an investment. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's. You're right. It's, I, I shouldn't even say it's expensive because it's. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, a good coach is going to run you anywhere from 500 to 1500 a month, probably for sure. Right. At which it's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but, but you'll also spend that really quickly on something stupid, right? For sure. If I don't get new rims for your car or something, right. I'll, I'll find something to spend yeah. it on. Yeah. Um, so kind of, kind of going back though, I get in this mentality of like, I need a coach. I got to find a coach. Um, and I, I'm in this group on Facebook and somebody else posted it. And you know, he's, he posted it. He's like, I'm like 48 transactions into my year and, or, or last year I did 48 transactions trying to, which level is up a lot. A everybody. That's, yeah, 48 that's, transactions is a that's, lot. That's awesome. That's top. That's top 1% in real estate for the most like part. My, my best year was 36 as a solo yeah. agent. And I, man, I was busy. So, yeah. so I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, all right. Yeah. If this guy's doing 48 and he's looking for a coach, I definitely need a coach. Um, so I start going through comments and there's this, there's this one group that's been mentioned like 10 times and just, you know, back to your point, I see real people commenting how, how they've enjoyed their experience, how this person, this organization, 
um, has helped them, has, has helped them level up their business. And, and, and the cool thing is they have a lot of coaches that focus on teams specifically that are all running teams. And so that's, so I engage them. Um, I'm, I'm in the process right now of, of hiring a coach because I feel like I'm at that point in my career where that's what it's going to take for me to hit the next level. I need that person on the outside of the box that, that can give me the direction and see maybe some of the weak points that how do you like being coached? Are you like a in your face or are you <laughs> like a give me a hug and tell me it's going to be okay. And then like subtly correct. It's, it's really funny because one of the questions that they ask you is, do you want somebody who's a nurturer lover or do you want like the drill sergeant? And man, I can, I can look at both aspects of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's something like therapeutic. I think about having somebody that's quote unquote on your team trying to tell you it's going to be okay. Totally. But I also, for me personally, at least like my coach is, is, and you'll, you'll hear him on the show for, for anybody listening. It'll be Friday. What's the date on Friday? 26th, 27th. Bill pipes. Just go back and look up bill pipes. Okay. episode Cause it's going to be, it'll be crazy. And by the time this one drops, yeah, we would have already released that one, but yeah, like he is, and you can hear it in the episode. Yeah, he's intense. He's a drill sergeant. He is exactly. We get on a phone call. We have thirty minutes, and we get everything done that we need to yep. in thirty minutes, and it's not a nice thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, I, I told the guy, I'm like, oh man, I I want to say, the the nurturer, like, but at, at the end of the day, that's I know that's not what I need. I need. How are you as a team lead? Sergeant. How are you as a team lead? I'm probably more of the nurturer. Okay. Um, and, and I feel like I could use more of the drill sergeant in my life. I, you know, there's, there's times where maybe I could do better at holding people accountable. Um, I, I look at my, it's hard cause I look at my members of my team and, and it's like, they're, how many people do you have on your team? So right now I've got three other agents, Sweet. not including myself. So, um, but, but I look at, I look at these three people on my team. I'm like, dude, my team's like family. Like, I don't want to come down on them. I don't want yeah. to, you know what I mean? It's they like, didn't mean it, to. it's like, Oh, you, okay. Well, you didn't get your prospecting done or your CRM's not cleaned up. That's all right. Just get on top of it. Right. Do better next time. Uh, but, but I look at myself. Right. And it's like, you don't hold yourself to that same standard. I'm I, I, I don't No, yeah. I don't. And I'm, I'm, I'm dropping the ball on things. I'm there's things that I'm catching myself that I'm starting to miss the, are making me they're they're bringing me to this point of like i need some structure and when business. i think that there are things that you missed that over the last two years the market could probably make up for for right? sure and that's what i'm realizing and that's why we started this this show is because i feel like from an unbiased opinion right i'm not trying to get buyer seller attention right now i have my seller that right. i work for there's a, there's a finite amount of leads everything like that right that makes me kind of that unbiased third party that i want to be interviewing you guys yeah and 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 i think that the market has made it so that everybody feels like they can be a real estate agent everybody feels like they could sell sunset and everybody feels like this is a very easy profession totally. but when that happens and more people get into it the good ones get washed out and the good ones get a little bit more blurred right yeah. you can't tell who's actually really good and who's yeah. not and Absolutely. i think that that's probably what you're feeling is that now that the market has shifted yep. right my coach that we had on uh friday wow we brought him up like three times shout out bill pipes so if anybody <laughs> looking for a coaching service um but but what he says is his big pet peeve right now is that is when people say that the market is shifting and he's like dude the market's already shifted i was gonna say it's happened it's done we're seeing the effects yeah. of it now I, I mean, I feel like in the last six weeks, I've literally watched inventory triple. Yeah. I, I think it has We're over 7,000 active listings, it, I think, at this broke, point. It broke 7,000 this yeah. day. And it's like six weeks ago, I'm jumping up and down. Oh, my gosh, we've got 2,500 yeah. homes on the market. I can go show my clients. But, um, yeah, it, and I, I totally agree, though. It It's not a matter of the market shifting. I, I said that. I 
that we talked about that in team meeting. I said, it's not that it is shifting. It has shifted. It's already done. And now we have to pivot and make adjustments. There's things that we're going to have to do different. It's not, it's not a matter of, you know, getting a home sold is it's going to take some more work. I'm excited for it though. Cause I think it does two things. Number one, it helps buyers get into something, which I'm super, super passionate Absolutely. about buyers, people Absolutely. buying real estate in general. Dude, I but, can't tell you how many first time home buyers I've gone home at night, just gut shot this year. Cause it's like, yeah, the reality is that the market and the competition priced them out. Well, and you know that the longer that they wait, the more that they're going to get priced out too. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I was going to say that's that's the first one. That's one of my favorite things about the market shifting. Even though I work for a seller, right? I am super, super excited for the market yep. to be shifting so that more people have the opportunity to buy houses. Number two, it's going to get some people out of the business that probably shouldn't be in the business. It, it will. I, and I'm okay with that because I feel very confident in the value that I provide in this market that, that I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm looking forward to a, a market shift because that, that would be, eh, let's say it. Yeah. I think I am look, yeah. looking forward to it because I, I know what my skill set is and I know that I am in this and I know that I'm in this 100% and that I can thrive in a market like this. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, you, you didn't get licensed two years ago because the market's on fire and you know somebody that's going to be buying or selling in the next little bit. Yeah. Um, 100%. I, I, I think you're totally right. Market shifts like this create a way. They, they create a way for us as agents to really add value. Um, dude, I can't tell you how many sellers I talked to the last few years that like the, the conversation gets a lot more like, well, I could just fizzbo this. And, and you absolutely could. In the last yeah. two years, you probably you, you could. could. Yeah, you probably could. The paperwork is going to be a pain in the ass dealing yep. with multiple offers, dealing with a thousand people. Want it like there was yep. still uh, there was still a tremendous amount of value though to be created in that market. Uh, absolutely, and that's, I I was going to say I'm not saying that as an agent I haven't added value to my client or that my team you know we provide value on every transaction, but yeah, it's 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 going to take more as an agent, I, and I think it I think that's good because. Man, it's hard work. It is. Um, it's not easy. It's it's hard work, and I, I, there haven't been. I know there's been at least one time in my career. It was early on. How um, long have you been licensed now? So I got licensed. I actually passed my test on Halloween of 2017. Congratulations! So, yeah, thank you. So I'm coming up on. It'll be five years this October. Um, trying to knock my fifth year out right now, and it's yeah, fifth it's, years where everybody hits the plateau. That's interesting that you say that. Like, yeah, I would say that's where I felt like I hit it for me i'm coming up i just started my sixth year or okay. my seventh year and that fifth year yeah it, it's kind of like where you either a accelerate or you slow down yeah yeah it, exactly um but but i it, it has happened one time and i like i think about it a lot where i walk away from a transaction i'm like that seller didn't really see the value right and and there is man as an agent there's nothing worse than like like even if the value was there and you provided it like it's I don't know, man. It just makes it a lot more fun when you can walk away from a transaction and say, I know, I know I help those guys. Yeah. I know they're grateful for it. Um, and, and I, I dude, I think this market just created a lot of, it, it, it made it hard as a listing agent for sure to, to win business, obviously not to get it under contract and sold. Um, yeah, but that, that's a small portion of the business, right? Totally. Totally. Um, how long, how long have you been working with your coach? When did you start? I hired him at the beginning of this year. It took me a while to convince him to take me on. Actually, yeah. we talked about that a little bit in the episode. I was kind of making fun of him because he he almost didn't want 
I, who wants to bring on a builder's agent, right? So once I showed him what my actual unit count was, how many units I was moving, totally. the volume that I was selling at that point, he's like, oh, okay. And I think I'm the only builder's agent that he's ever taken on. And cool. he said the only builder's agent he would take on. So that's awesome. I took that as a big compliment. So you'd, you'd recommend the coach? Y- yeah, because having that person... And, and my life's a little bit different because I, the relationship that I have like with my dad and everything and being in the industry. And so I, I feel like I've been being coached my For entire sure. life and, yeah. and every bit of my business is strictly critiqued, I would say, but having somebody that's unrelated, unemotional about it too, I think is the big part is that you get very totally. emotionally invested in the things that you're doing, especially as an entrepreneur. And especially if something starts working, once something starts working, it's even harder to remove it and, yep. and to like take a step away from it if you need to, yep. because of the fear of the unknown, right? Like we said if you're taking your that box off of your head using that analogy that you used earlier, there's a couple of different ways to do it. But once you find the way that works for you, it's really hard to do it a different way yeah. because you become emotionally attached to that security, I think, that comes with taking that box off in a certain way. Exactly. And the two things you said there, emotionally attached and security. And man, I think I think as an entrepreneur, those are the two things that you have to fight the most, right? Yeah. I mean, I look at, th- there's things in my business that make me feel secure but sometimes when I step back and look at it, I'm like, that's probably not a super Why solid way. Why the hell way. am I doing it that yeah, way? Yeah, that's probably not a super solid way to to build for the long term and, and scale. Yeah. And, but but again, that, that emotion that you mentioned, it, it's like as human beings, that emotion just the emotion and, and feelings of security, man, they can cripple you. So why why real estate? So one of the things I like to do whenever, before we answer that question about what got you into real estate, we had to reset the cameras again. So I, I want to ask you this. I, I take all the content that I ha- that we create and we put it onto TikTok, like we talked about that a little bit at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Some of the comments that we get are lovely. So I want to grab one from you or grab one and, and get your take on it. Okay. Um, this is from Josie. We didn't get a last name. Only 10% of agents make good money depending on the area. That's why 90% of licensed agents let their license expire. I don't know about the numbers. We're not going to get into the numbers because I think 72% of all statistics are made up on the spot. So we're going to ignore what her actual numbers were. But there is a high volume of turnover within our industry. Why do you think that is? Because it's a freaking grind. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the biggest misconception... You know, and I, I've had new agents come and go on my team. You know, we've, we've never been a huge team, um, but I've had agents come and go. And I think the biggest misconception in the industry is that, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get my real estate license. All my friends and family are going to call me to, to help them buy and sell houses. As and an automatic given. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the barrier to entry is relatively low. 120 um, hours. We make fun of it all the time on this. Dude, I hate it. Yeah. I uh, I love not, it because I probably wouldn't have done too much more than that to get that, in. That's, that's true. It's easy yeah. for me to say I don't like it because I, I guess it's, I it's wouldn't not say like I, I, I've always said that that 120 hours is a low barrier to entry, but that's not really the barrier to entry. That's what you have to do to get licensed. Exactly. That's not the barrier to entry though. A hundred percent because once you pass that test and you walk away, you don't know how to sell real estate. It does not, it does not do it for you. It does. I love what you said earlier about how I'm going to get licensed and then all my friends and family yep. are going to use me. How describe for the people at home in 10 words or less, the gut punch when you see your friend, your best friend <laughs> that just bought another house from somebody else. You know, it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks, right? It's like, Oh man, I like, maybe they just didn't know, or maybe, and, and who knows, it could be a, a number of reasons, right? Um, I'm obviously not the first person in their lives probably to get licensed as yeah. an agent and uh, who knows. Right. And so, but, but at the end of the day, yeah, it's dude, it's a bummer. Um, 
But eventually you get to that point where it's like, I, I'll tell my friends and family this, and, and I, I say this to them, I have no expectation of, of whether you use me or not. I just, I just don't. Like I'm, I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate my friends and my family that are willing to trust me to take on their business and, and help them through this process. Um, but I, I, I do think that the minute you start getting expectations of like, hey, just because we're super close, you're going to use me for your real estate, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Well, I think that you're doing a disservice to your friends and family too. Like if you're not trying to win their business by being the damn best. Absolutely. And you're doing it because they should be using you. That's when, that's what, that's the real barrier to entry probably. A- absolutely. Yeah. And it's, uh, th- there's a lot that can go wrong in a real estate transaction. There's a lot that does go wrong. There's totally. not, very rarely is there like a, an entirely smooth real estate transaction, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and, and if you're not the best, if you're not, if you don't have experience under your belt, it's hard to overcome some of those obstacles. Yeah, no, I, I, if we didn't have our new brand new fancy neon sign, I'd probably change the show's name to the eighty twenty rule, <laughs> right? The twenty percent of the oh, business yeah. is done by eighty, per, or sorry, the eighty percent of the business is done by the top twenty percent. Those are the Absolutely. people that I want to have on the show, right? Absolutely, yeah. That's, it's it's funny. I, I'll tell my team that all the time. The eighty twenty rule applies to everything in life, and and I believe, honestly, I believe in real estate. It might even be more than yeah. that. I think the disparity is bigger than that, honestly. I, I agree. So why then, uh, this is the question we asked before we kind of cut the cameras for a quick segment. Why real estate? What? Where were you at? I love I love kind of hearing the beginning, people's origin yeah. story, right? Yeah. Where you were at when when you, you said you were running a marketing company of some sort. So I've, I've, always, I've always known that whatever I do for a career, I, I want to be successful. It's, it's not that, I mean, it's, it's not all about the money, right? But, but at the end of the day, like, why, why do people do the things that, why do people do the things that they do that pay them really well if, if the money's not a huge factor? No, right? I think if an agent came on this show and said, I don't care about the money, I'd probably just cut the show right there and it, just it's say, a you lie. know what, we're going to throw this episode away because you're, if you're not going to be honest, at least about that portion of it, totally. we're going to go somewhere, we're going to go a different direction. A hundred percent. Um, so as I look back, like all, even through high school, like I always knew that I wanted to do something where, uh, where I could be successful. I could take care of my family where money's not, you know, money's not an issue where, and real estate. I mean, you, you know, the same stats, most millionaires are made through real estate. Right. So, So in my mind, it starts out as, okay, well, I, I just need to find a way to buy properties and, and own real estate. Um, so, over the years, I, I after high school, I got into sales, um, phone sales, call center stuff. Um, I did pretty well with it. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. But there just there comes a point in life where it's like, okay, I need to, I need to start looking long term and think, you know, what do I want to do? So, I'd started a web design and online marketing company with a business partner, and we were we were doing okay. Um, man, it was fun. It was a fun time in life. We, like we we had a lot of fun working together. We. We really did hit some pretty cool milestones, but I mean, at some point there just, there comes a point with, with business partners every now and then where you kind of go separate ways. Right. Yeah. And I knew real estate in a long term. I, I wanted to own real estate and properties and I just thought, man, what were what? you buying it at that point for yourself? No, okay. no. So everything that I was doing at that point was with the understanding of, okay, I just, I need to just make enough money to buy real estate. Right. 
That was always your long-term goal yep. with what you started? Yep. Yep. That was always the the long-term. I just want to buy real estate. I want to, I want to live in a house for a year and, and then Flip rent it, it out and, yep. and buy another one. And, um, I didn't get to the point with our web design business where I was able to do that. Um, but, but we did eventually hit that point where we just, we kind of went our separate directions. Um, and I thought what better way to learn real estate, especially here in our market than just getting licensed and doing it. Right. So I knocked out my license, man, fortunately it was a good time in life to do it. Looking yeah. back at it. I mean, I, 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 I still lived at home at the time. Um, married? No, no, I didn't get yeah. married till 2020. Um, so I, I knocked out my license. It took, took me about three months to knock it out. I was pretty much eight hours a day, just getting it done. And, um, as I started getting closer and closer, I tried to, I was like, okay, next steps. I need to find a brokerage. Do I want to be on a team? Do I, I didn't really know the difference between team and solo agent. Yeah. You were just kind of jumping into it. You were doing yeah. it more for yourself to buy and sell, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, were, you probably weren't even super concerned about team versus individual versus. No, yeah. no. And, and I just, I know for me, I looked at it and I thought, okay, I, I just know if I can get into this and I can find, uh, kind of the right mentor, get surround myself with the right people. Uh, I, I know I can hustle and, and I know I can put the pieces together and figure it out. So um, I actually found it on an Indeed ad. It was a, a job posting for a team member, uh, for a team at uh, Keller Williams, the Canovo Group. Um, so I, met, I, I went and met with the guy and, um, dude, it was awesome. I wrapped up my license, joined his team and hit the ground running. So that first year then you did it go like you thought it would? Was it was it different? Like where where were you at with that in that first year? So the first year the first year was This is twenty seventeen. So this is twenty eighteen by the time I got on the team and got um actually so November end of November. It was either end of November, or early December, I picked up my first listing on the team just How'd through, you get it? through cold calling. Really? I, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, dude, coming from a, an inside sales background, um, that was what I gravitated to. Do you know, did you listen to our episode with Kenny Sperry? Uh-huh. Did yeah. you hear his plan? Yeah. Yeah. He just started calling the white pages. Dude, Kenny's that's a stud. <laughs> that's a different animal right he's, there. He's a stud. That's he, insane. He grinds. Um, I think that's going to be a new question going forward for us, Jonah. So don't let me ask you, where did your first deal come from? It's dude, it's, it's telling. Um, but yeah, I, so it came from cold calling, but I, I picked up that first listing at the end of November, closed in, in January. So the, the first year it went, it went about as I expected. I mean, we set pretty high, high expectations for ourselves, right? I'm like, I'm like, you didn't get 30 transactions done. And I didn't make it to 30. Um, I ended my first year with 14 transactions. Which for everybody, still a hell of a year. There's a lot of real estate agents that do a lot less than 14 transactions it, a year. But, but the big thing that it did for me, it, a pretty good handful of them came through cold calling too. Like one of them, I was able to help them sell and buy. Um, dude, I get tired of hearing agents say like, there's no money in cold calling anymore because if, if you're slow and you have nothing oh, to do. Oh, we're taking shots today. Okay. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> dude, there, there is, there is money in, in cold calling, but. Um, well, I think it all has to do with what your approach is, right? If you're, sure. if your approach is, this is cold calling, it's not going to work you're yeah. right. It's cold calling and it's not going to work. Oh dude, they can sense that in your voice yeah. the minute they pick up the phone. They, the only person that hates that phone call more than the person you called is you. It yep. will never work. Absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, I, that was, that was pretty much where my start in the business came from. And it was, what was different in that first year than you were expecting? Cause you obviously had certain expectations for yourself getting into it. Yeah. What did you jump into it? And you're like, Oh, this is different. I think the one thing that a lot of people don't realize about the life of a real estate agent is like, Oh, I'm going to go work for myself. I'm going to go, I'm going to go be my own I'm, boss, I'm gonna go be my own boss. And it's yeah. like, no, you have a new boss. Every time you close a transaction, you just got fired. You need to get out and find your new boss. Um, yeah. I, I think that that was like one of the first feelings that I felt is like you spend so much time chasing that first deal and that second yep. deal and that third deal that as soon as like they're under contract or they're closed, all of a sudden you look at your pipeline and you're like, Jeez, what happened? I got nothing. Yeah. Because you put so yeah. much time and effort into that. And that was something that I don't think I was prepared for in that first year totally. was just the, the cycles, right? The yep. waves that, that, that this job has. And I think I think that's what seasoned agents have over new agents more than anything. Yep. Is it that 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 wave, right? That up and the down, the I just closed two deals in a yep. month instead of one for the first time ever. And yep. then you go 90 days without another deal. You, but but you learn how to ride the wave, yeah. right? And and I feel like as a seasoned agent, the waves get bigger. Yeah. Right. Now you've closed four or five deals in a month. You might go a month where you only close one. Right. Yeah. But, but those expectations change to where, well, I've closed five deals this month. Now this one is, this is nothing. This is chicken, chicken scratch. Yeah. What, what are we doing? You yeah. know, I need to pick it up. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of that goes back to your mentality and your attitude. It is so easy to, to, I don't say get in a dark place, but to bring yourself to that place in this business, it, it's so easy emotionally to, to lose your head and think the worst as you're riding those waves. And, and I think that's the biggest thing is just, man, ride the wave, be patient. And I, I know people hate hearing it, but you have to trust the process, right? Yeah. If, if you put the work in, if you've done, I think that's the big step. You have to trust the process. Absolutely. Comma. If you're putting in the work. Uh, absolutely. Um, and, and that's, that's the key though, is, is putting in the work because it's, it goes back to the mentality of, Oh, I've got a license. I've got a real estate license. So everybody's going to come to me. And it's like, man, you and like 30,000 other people have their license. 28,000. 28 now. That's, that's the number we've been using. It's right around there somewhere. Jeez. Yeah. 28,000, 7,000 active listings. Yeah. That math. Do the math. Pretty funny. Yeah. It doesn't add up, right? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it just goes back to that 80, 20 plus or minus rule. Well, yeah. And, and that, that's like the most perfect segue into kind of that next thing that we want to kind of run through and see what it looks like. Right, well, how is your business built today? So my and, business. And, and, and kind of take it back a little bit and yeah. tell us like some of the things that you took. Cause obviously you're not still with the Canova group. You're, you're running your own team. You, you are your own team lead. So now it's, now it's your show and it's your name on the, on the jackets sure. now. And, sure. and it's you on the client appreciation events. So what does that actually look like now versus, so, versus when you first got into it? Yeah. Yeah. So the transition to that was, was interesting. I actually, as I was in inside sales, there was a there was a guy who was a manager and and we we had a lot of fun when we worked together and um, we actually reconnected while I was at Keller Williams he was he was part of the team he was um, he was I don't remember exactly what he was doing on the team he wasn't just an agent on the team though so he and I reconnected um, I left the team ultimately we stayed at KW but I I left the team what made you ultimately want to leave the team for anybody that, for any agents that yeah. are listening that that are thinking about doing the same not talking poorly about teams I'm a huge advocate of teams right yeah absolutely I I run a team and I I tell agents that 
that I meet with or <clears throat> excuse me, that I meet with or interview, I, I say, look, my honestly, they're, there will come a time where you outgrow a team, right? A team's just not the right fit for everybody. Um, it, a lot of it can have to do with team structure too, splits, right? Um, I, I think that's a big one. I know a lot of people leave teams because they they feel like maybe they're paying too, too high a split. We actually talked a lot about this with Jen. Uh, so I'm really excited for that episode to come out because there's a lot of people too, though, that on the other side of that, that don't understand everything that, that you're getting by putting that money into the company, right? Or into the team. Absolutely. Yeah. You, man, you do not recognize the cost that goes into it. I, you know, coming from the team, I, I had closed a handful of realtor.com and Zillow leads and I'm like, well, that's no big deal. I can go buy my own realtor.com and Zillow leads. Dude, have you seen the cost of those things? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's not, it's not what you thought it was, was it? No, no. And then, and then you get on the hook for a six to 12 month contract and it's like, okay, I have this massive bill staring down my my back every month that if i'm not closing deals i'm coming out of pocket to cover that thing um so that that was different but so yeah going back to how we how we kind of got where we are today um i reconnected with with who was my business partner up until earlier this year um and we man we just decided to share expenses we shared a zillow bill we shared a realtor.com bill uh we shared a, a crm bill we shared an office and, and it worked out great because we could get, you know, buying leads in those higher volumes. I, I think you get more, the more money you spend. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and it was awesome. We did that for a while. And then eventually we just got to a point where it's like, okay, we have these leads coming in. I'm super busy. You're really busy. I'd like to be able to take a weekend. Right. But then I see that phone ring and it's, it's one of those Zillow. Yeah, there's leads. no such thing as taking the yeah, weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, okay, I, I got to take it. I'm driving, you know, if I'm out on the lake, if I'm out on the lake, okay, I'm driving back to the harbor because I got to get home. I got to go show this house. I got to figure this out. And there goes my Saturday night. Especially in the last two years when everything, I, I think that's part of the other reason why I'm not going to be pissed about a, a somewhat of a slowdown yeah. is because the, the velocity the speed, the urgency, yeah, the urgency that everything has been operating yep. at for the last two years has been incredibly uncomfortable. I would say, and it's just not sustainable. No, um, I said that for two years though. Totally, like I kept feeling like, okay, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, and it never did. This can't happen forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, but yeah, we, I just hit that point where it's like, I'm slammed. You're slammed. You do hit that point in your career where your SOI starts coming in as a majority of your business, right? Yeah. Um, past clients, friends, family, like you will get to a point where that, that outdoes any, any lead generation. I would say three years, yeah. give or take. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we, we brought on, we brought on a buyer's agent, right? Um, and from that point, it's just been, we've all, we always wanted to keep our team small, right? We, Why? So we used to say like, we're, we're like the Navy SEALs real estate, right? We're, a small group of people, bold claim, right? A very, very <laughs> bold claim. Um, but we're a small group of people and we're all high producing. Right. Um, and that's, that's kind of what we've stuck with where, and, and I'm kind of in a transition point right now, right. Of where do I go from here? Do I stick with yeah. that model or do I scale it? Do I, do I find a way to scale it? So um, that, that's where our team started. And then, Actually, earlier this year, my business partner came to me, and he, he had a really good opportunity to come up through a, a family member with a, a software company, and 
he he wanted to go do it. He was going to go be vice president of sales for a for a software company, and it yeah, it was a great opportunity for him. So we structured a little separation agreement, a little buyout, and um, now here we are. Yeah, so let's let's talk through. And this is a, this actually comes from my coach. This was a question as I was drawing up this podcast and building it out. Yeah, this is one of the questions that he thought would be perfect to have on here, and it's called the degree of separation. Yeah, right. What is it that makes you different? Why should somebody hire you over the competition? Totally. And and I man, I feel like that's always a million dollar question in this yeah. industry, right? Because when it, and I'm kind of asking you to brag about yourself a little bit too, right? I'm asking you to totally. to, to say what you do really really well, and I think that that's okay because it doesn't mean that somebody does it worse. It just means that that you do it differently, you do it better. Totally. So you I'm, already called yourself the Navy SEALs of real estate, <laughs> so I don't I don't think anything that I am going to ask you here is going to be any more offensive. No, so. no absolutely not. And and I don't, yeah, I don't I don't want to retract that claim. Either. I don't think you should. No, I don't. I absolutely don't think that you should. Um, so what do we do different? I think I, I think the big thing is between myself and and the members on my team, the you know the volume of transactions that we're doing. Um, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of the market. I mean, we're seeing the market move in real time. Yeah, and and we're involved in these transactions and getting real time information. It, exactly. It's not a matter. It's not a matter of well, I closed my last month two months ago. Which which if that's where you're at, that's fine, right? You have to be there at some point in your career. Um, but you're also right. We we've said it multiple times on this show. The reason why I started this is because I want to highlight the 20% that are doing really, really well. And the 20%, because I, I honestly believe that if you have a really good real estate agent helping you facilitate this purchase or the sale, I, it can help set your life apart from other people. Absolutely. Right? If you make a good real estate move. Absolutely. Um, it, man, it's it's the biggest investment that most people are going yeah. to take part in in their mm -hmm. entire life. Um, and so to be a part of it is huge. Um, but, but the thing that we do... I think the thing we do really well is we're able to take, we're able to take the data, the information that we're seeing in real time as, as deals are closing. And we round up as a team once a week and we dig through it. What are we seeing? What's happening? What, what can we do different as a team to provide value? What are some things that we can work on? Um, th this past little bit we've spent as a team, we've spent, countless hours, uh, whether it's on phone calls, Zoom calls, or sitting down in person, um, just running through scripts, scenarios, as, not as far as talking to our clients, but as far as negotiating deals yeah. with other agents. Right? Well, because the negotiation really hasn't been there for the last two years. No, it's no. been It's been you negotiating with your buyers saying, what's the best that you can do on this? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, But there's we, been very little negotiation between the buyer and the seller's agent, right? Absolutely. And it's I, I do, I would say that I think there has been, it, probably not I, negotiation. Negotiation is not the it, right negotiation, word to use. And, and that's the word that we're going to have to start using, I think. Totally. Because of because of the market that has shifted, right? The, I think people's real estate agent skills, though, over the last two years, the, the skills that they're going to need for the next two years are yep. not the skills that have been being sharpened for the last two years. Absolutely. As, as a team, we, we always focus on our ability to sell to sell a listing agent on the offer that we're writing. Right. Um, and I, I can't tell you how many times I've had a listing up and I opened my email inbox. There's an offer. haven't yeah. had a conversation with anyone. Um, didn't, you know, uh, haven't even had a chance to reach out to them for feedback. Um, but man, I, I really believe that there's an art there and we've put a lot of emphasis on this it, it, being able to reach out and 
build a build a relationship with the listing agent almost and sell them on why your clients offer at the end of the day the last two years pe- the only thing people have cared about is what am I going to net I, I want the offer that's going to net me the highest and I want the offer that is not going anywhere that's actually going to be I, solid I want this to yeah. close on or before the settlement deadline and and so it's being able to to reach out and I I just I don't feel like I don't feel like that's something that a majority of, of agents rehearse and practice and uh, focus on totally. But I think yeah. there's, I think there's huge value in it. I mean, we have, we have one lady on our team and she, she does awesome. She, um, you know, she'll consistently do 20 homes a year and, and she, man, she's got like a 90% multiple offer situation win rate, which is insane. I think mine was like 15% for the last two years. She, and that was really good. And, and, and yeah. what, what she does really well is she, she's really good at building rapport with her clients, um, building her value. And I, I think that's another big thing is you have to get your clients to a point where they look at you and they say, you are the expert here. Um, I'm going to do what you tell me. Obviously, you know, within or, or pushing my, my comfort level a little bit. Yeah. And that's, that's what she does really well. She, she builds a, just an incredible relationship with her clients. Um, and she gets them on board with, okay, this is the offer that's going to win. Like, this is the one that's going to get it done. And uh, helps them actually come to that and helps them understand the reality of the market. Yeah, yeah. And the offer that has to be submitted, right? Absolutely. I, I mean, I think there's there really has been a sense in the last two years where, as a buyer, it's, I hate to say it, but it's like, it's almost like you have to lose out on a home or two. Yeah. People almost had to get spanked a little bit to to, understand that you weren't just telling them, Hey, this is the reality of the market. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And especially early on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not here to try and sell you into writing this, this outrageous offer. Like I'm, I'm telling you that this is is what what it takes. If you want this home and you want your family to live in this home, this is what we're going to have to do. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately there has been a, a couple times for me personally this year where, where I've worked with buyers and we've just, we've had to miss out on, on a couple of them. Um, so I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's going to be really nice not to, not to fight those battles. So we talked a little bit about the reason why you started a team uh, was so that you could take the weekend and not have to be all over your phone. Right, tell, tell us a little bit more about who you are outside of real estate. Yeah. So I have, I have a wife. I, I, we were married in 2020. We did a COVID wedding. Um, we got married. We have a, we have a son, Weston. He's, he's 11 months, man. Next month's his birthday. It's been a year. Aren't uh, you glad I reminded you so you don't forget <laughs> about it? Oh my gosh. I would have been in trouble. Um, we'll edit this part out. So your wife doesn't know that you forgot about his birthday. She, she probably just assumes <laughs> that I did. <laughs> so she's smarter than I thought. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's very smart. Um, I can't pull anything over on her. So yeah, I've, I've got my wife. I have my 11 month old son and we're actually expecting a little girl. Congratulations. In, in September. So congratulations. Thanks, That's exciting. Man. It'll be fun. I'll have to, I've, how many months will that put them apart? Oh man. Close. 14. As, as I said, I think my, I have my first two are like 17 months apart. Are they? Okay. Yeah, okay you'll enjoy cool. it. Once you start adding it up, like, okay, they got out of the same grade. So like, as long <laughs> as they're not in the same grade of school, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm like, it, it'll be a lot of fun while they're, it'll be, it'll be a lot of work yeah. the next little bit. I mean, I look at 
and I look at Weston now, and he's dude, he's all over the place. He Having even, a girl's a trip though. Just get ready for that. That's that. It messes with you. That's the thing that I, everybody's it's like different oh, it's than a so, boy. It's so different. Oh, it's it's, and, it's not even the same world. And I'm sure it's one of those that you can't even explain it or put it into words. It's you just look at. People. Oh, I can't. Uh, with your son, when he does something, you'll beat his ass. <laughs> when it's your little girl, you're like, "Come here, sweetheart." I'm it's sure okay. you. I'm sure you didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that sounds that's the about difference. Right. Yeah. See, that's that's the nurture in me. Yeah. We, we we go back to that. That's the nurture in me that'll yeah. that she'll love. So. Yeah. No, that part comes out very strongly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, makes sense. What, what's the best way for someone to get a hold of you if they're looking to buy or sell a house? So, the best way for somebody to get a hold of me is gonna. I'm simple, man. Let's pick up the phone and have a phone call. Text, let's, call. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Okay. I, and we'll I, throw up all your information on the screen so people yeah. will be able to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, text, call, Instagram, Dalton J. Savage. Um, just whatever it takes to get in touch with me. Okay. Well, you're the man. We appreciate you coming on the show, dude. Thanks for having me. That was of course. Awesome.